Hi, I'm Iman. And I'm Kurt. And this is Rebranding Mental Health. Today's topic is labeling. Labels specifically within the industry of mental health and their helpfulness and their not so helpful practices. So when you say label, what do you mean by label? Well, there's lots of different um, examples. For instance, if we use the diagnostic statistical manual, the DSM, this is the manual that we refer to to help us identify a diagnosis of a disorder. So a label of anxiety, a label of depression. I'm also referring to labels such as introvert, extrovert. I'm going to just talk about that one in particular, just because it, it referencing the pandemic and, and processing, I've heard so many people using those labels more. Because if you were an extrovert during lockdown, people would say, oh, I feel sorry for my extroverted friends, or I really struggled. If you were an introvert, you hear people saying, well, I'm, I was fine. Like, this is just cool for me. And then as we started getting back out there in the world and interacting, you'd hear people say, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable and I wasn't before. And the issue is, in my, in my opinion, is that labels certainly serve, again, as a reference point to summarize a set of you know, characteristics that we can reference. So, you know, if, um, again, just use the, the, the labels of introvert and extrovert. So th- that's helpful. It helps you put something into context, helps you understand yourself, give you, gives a point of reference, which is how our brain is wired to think in reference points, not absolutes. However, when we get stuck on the label, when we say, I am introverted, it becomes a rigidity we are not as open to exploring other aspects of ourselves. Are we just introverted? Are we just extroverted? Are we just our anxiety? Are we just our bipolar? So this is where, again, that rebranding approach comes into is labels are not used as the foundation of a definition of a person. They're just... They're just aspects. Right. It's, ju- it's just one of your many aspects. And that's one of the things that I find so unfortunate about overusage of labels is that it, it takes away your three-dimensional character. Mm. And it also, I think, covers up some of these fundamental needs that we all have. So to use your example, introverted versus extroverted. We, all of us, no matter how introverted or extroverted, have a need for social interaction. Yes, and I think the pandemic, again, showed us that, that we are wired to connect in varying degrees, in different ways, but we are wired to be part, we are not wired to be isolated because in earlier times, if we were isolated as a human being, as a species of the human beings, like, well, that's dangerous, Absolutely. We're more vulnerable. So 
it's pretty deep. It's a deep seated need. Yeah, absolutely. And one that all of us share, not just the extroverts. Introverts also need that just as extroverted people also do need their time for quiet reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I I think about my journey and understanding myself and I would have, um, or was told or who knows, extrovert would have been that label. Yet when I came to a place in my life where I had to learn how to be alone, oh, that was really difficult. And, you know, you can peel away the layers and and add some complication to it and go into all the ins and outs of why that was, you know, my childhood and, you know, codependence or whatever, relational codependence. But it really was just that I wasn't used to it because I never really was alone in, in certain ways and, and, and learned that it was okay to be alone Mm -hmm. and it wasn't going to be forever. Right. And was, was that made more of a difficult process for you? Um, if you had to identify with that extrovert, Mm. is it made more difficult because now this is a part of you that you don't feel like you have to nurture, but we do, we, we all have to nurture those extroverted types of situations. We all have to nurture the introverted types of situations. We all need them. And by labeling ourselves, we are already setting up in our mind what we're allowed to need. Oh, yes, that was well said. And, you know, then all these labels start to start to, you know, conjoin together because when you think of the word extrovert, I, I received mixed messages, okay? And, and again, not, not because I had a terrible childhood, but just, you know, we teach others based on the information that we have and, and what we know. And I think that I, I was taught to be very conscientious of other people's feelings, and I already was innately, and just, you know, to be conscientious person. So if you're extroverted you may be called attention seeking. Mm-hmm. You may be called um, selfish or you're just thinking about yourself because it's all about you because you're out and about and you're you know around other people. And, and so those kinds of like mixed messages, definitely as a kid and then as a translate, as an adult, as you're learning, oh, wait, I got these mixed messages. And the reason my behavior is kind of manifesting that, that truth. I'm doing things that don't seem to match up with like my values or where, or where the kind of person that I want to be. And I think that's because sometimes if I was more extroverted, then I thought, mm, I really, I really need to be more quiet. And that comes from socialization of being, you know, being a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing my place, not to shine too brightly because the man in the room might get uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all these Ooh. messages that we, that we, and not just men, absorbed, uh, another yeah. person, another person too, you know? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. So going back to the labels, um, I just think that it's, it's important to understand the importance of words, but mm-hmm. then also to understand their influence and power. And so 
we have to navigate between those two truths. Absolutely. And I think what can be helpful with labels is can we use them to help us understand better our own needs? Mm. And for me, one of the um, one of the most helpful concepts for me has been balance and constantly trying to figure out how do I balance these opposing needs. Mm. One of my favorite analogies that I've heard about about balance and about needs mm-hmm. is the concept of a thermostat. Okay. So with a thermostat, uh, there's not necessarily, you don't want to go to one extreme or the other, right? In, in winter, it's cold outside. You want to turn on the heat. You want to warm it up, get it mm-hmm. to a comfortable temperature. Uh, obviously, the opposite in summer. All of us have needs that may kind of be complementary. So Mm -hmm. again, to go back to our example, introverted versus extroverted, we all need social time. We all need interaction with other people. We need connection. We need community. Mm -hmm. We also all need time for introspection, alone time, quiet, recharge, whatever that looks like for you. Nature. Nature. Absolutely. We need both of those things. It's not one or the other. Mm -hmm. And defining yourself as an introvert or extrovert doesn't take away either of those types of needs. Now, what's interesting uh, to kind of add to that metaphor, we all do have different set points, right? Mm-hmm. So like some of us like it cool in our house, mm-hmm. we might keep it a little bit colder. Yep. Some of us like it warmer. So do we have natural points where maybe we are a little more comfortable having more time being extroverted, so to speak, and, and less time being more introverted? Maybe we're the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away that we still need both of those things. You would never have a house, well, at least not in this state, (laughs) you would not have a house uh, without an AC. That's just, you know, you just only have an ability to warm things up. You also ideally would not want to have a house that is the opposite, that that can only cool you off in the summer but Mm -hmm. can't warm you up. You need to have both of those things. Um, Excuse me. I just need to point out that I do not have AC. (laughs) I don't, how do you do it? <laughs> well, you know, this is this is interesting, right? Because now this talks about accessibility to yes. resources. Like I feel like every person who has a car and has and is able to have transportation, um, they need to have seat warmers. They need to have like okay, I'm getting a little crazy, but a warm those um steering wheels, you know, the, the, yeah, uh, the hand warmer. but sometimes air is a luxury. When you think about yeah. the price of the, of the electric to run it, to, to put it in, in there. And truth be told, I live close to the lake, so I don't always <laughs> need it. And I appreciate fans. I'm not a big air conditioner person. So no, I see, I really am. I Are have you? to, or I will melt. <laughs> I, I would rather it be cold. Oh, than okay. warm. Really? I'm the opposite. But, you know, this is a whole nother. But this is actually, it's not a discussion because it is a, it's part of this discussion that everybody has different needs. Everybody has a different comfort level. Um, and for those who, who, you know, again, don't have access to that, they've had to learn to adapt in, in other ways. And so it's just, I think that those labels serve us to a certain degree. But beyond that, I, I just, I'm not really sure that they're useful if we become attached to them or if we over-identify. And that's, 
Yes. I don't know what you think, but I feel like the pandemic, technology, certain platforms like TikTok, they're helpful and not helpful in the sense that I've seen and heard more and more people talking about mental health, you know, talking about diagnoses, talking about all this, but there's a leaning towards an over-identification again, but yet we're not talking about the solutions. We're not talking about, we're talking like, you know, this is uncurable. That is a, that is a myth in mental health. Absolutely. That, that, you know, mental health is uncurable or incurable, but that's a myth. And that is a whole nother discussion, but it is something that, can be managed, and in many cases, um, and uh, or some cases, if you will, if we're being mindful about words, it can be reversed. So, labels. How how are they helpful? How do they hinder? And and being able to use them for what they should be used for, or what there is more helpful to be used for. Yes, helping us Thank you identify for that our needs. <laughs> yes, don't should yourself. Yes. <laughs> this yes. is a very common phrase we say here a lot. So thank you for summarizing that, Kurt, in a wonderful way, summarizing this episode of Rebranding Mental Health. I'm Iman. And I'm Kurt. And we'll see you soon. <laughs>